0: Think of anything more unfaithful than to admonish another Christian as a Christian for actually wanting to be Christ-like. Welcome to Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence. And uh, we're going to be talking about this phrase that that irks me, it grinds my gears, and it should grind yours too. Because if you think about when people will use this phrase, and I bet you, if you've had a lot of spiritual conversations with people, and if you recognize um, the kinds of unfaithfulness, biblical unfaithfulness that's happening inside of churches, you will have heard this phrase before. If you have Conversations with very many people. I've heard it often both in person and online. So let's talk about it uh, but you're not Jesus. So let me set the stage. Here are some biblical and true claims that we as Christians ought to ought to be following. So here's one: we should all follow God's law like Jesus. We should. We should all follow God's law like Jesus. Now, what I'm not saying is that we that to be saved, we have to follow all of God's law like Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. That's not where this conversation is going. God's grace is given to us through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He saves us from our sins, not through any work of our own, but through his work on the cross. Okay. However, we should all follow god's law like jesus and to that to that phrase somebody could respond but you're not jesus you you shouldn't have the expectation of yourself to need to follow all of god's law because you're not jesus okay it sounds like a problem it sounds unfaithful it sounds like they're trying to encourage you to sin or at least discourage you from repenting? Uh, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I usually don't hear it in this situation, though, because this phrase is pretty uh, uncontroversial among Christians. The phrase that we should all follow God's law. Well, no, it is it is controversial because a lot, of, a lot of Christians, they don't like God's law. Or they don't like the fact that they have to follow certain things that they don't like. So either they throw out God's law altogether or they come up with excuses as to why certain laws... Uh, we can ignore. We can throw out. I'm also not saying that we have an obligation to follow all of the laws in all of the like ceremonial sacrificial laws in Leviticus. That's not what I'm saying either. Um, So follow me. Follow me here. (laughs) Another phrase is that we should be kind and loving like Jesus. Okay? Okay. Obviously, yes, we should be kind and loving like Jesus. And if somebody were to respond in the same way, but you're not Jesus, that would also seem really, really dumb and unfaithful. Obviously, of course, obviously, because we should be kind and loving like Jesus needs no qualifiers. Every Christian agrees with this. So to come up with this retort but you're not Jesus would make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Let's look at the third phrase where I see this happening more often. And it's usually where I hear this phrase whenever I'm having conversations with people. And that is, we should hate sin like Jesus, but you're not Jesus. In the same way, that is a totally faithless response. And these this response, it has to come from the mouth of a Christian. Whenever they say, but you're not Jesus, it has to come from the mouth of a Christian. Because non-Christians don't have the standard of Jesus to uh, to uphold in their lives. They don't use Jesus as their standard. We do. So it's not like an atheist is going to say, well, you're not Jesus. He's, he's much greater than you are. Uh, he's God. An atheist wouldn't say that. So the it might not immediately pop out the the unfaithfulness of this phrase but i hope it becomes more apparent if it's not already um, from thinking about this watch out for people who use this phrase now the bible makes it clear in many many areas like there are i i you could just google or duckduckgo um verses about imitating christ and there is all kinds of verses not just the the one in Corinthians where Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Not just that one, but there's all kinds about us being imitators of God, right? So we, as Christians, we have a responsibility to imitate the God that made us. Now, one of the stupid arguments that people will... I mean, Christians will try to argue against this, right? They're Christians... And they're going to say, "Well, we can't imitate God. the The Bible says it. So if the Bible says for you to imitate God, you better understand what that means, and you better do it right, because God made you. His word says you ought to imitate Him. So figure out what that means. Obviously, what it does not mean is that we need to imitate God's incommunicable attributes. Now, incommunicable that in a, oh my gosh, incommunicable." is just a theological term that means the attributes of God that cannot be communicated to us, that cannot be given to us. So we have no moral obligation to imitate God's omnipotence because we're not all powerful. And no matter how hard we try, we cannot be all powerful. <laughs> we do not have to imitate God's incommunicable attribute of omniscience. We don't have to know everything. We don't have knowledge of all things like God does. And no matter how much we try to learn, we still will not have knowledge of everything. Those are incommunicable attributes. What we do have a moral obligation, a biblical, it's a biblical command. It's it's in many places in the Bible, is to imitate God. And the way we can do that is by imitating the communicable attributes of God or the attributes that can be given to us, like Goodness, mercy, justice, love, we can try and we can act good towards people. We can try and we can act loving towards people. We can do that well or we can do it poorly. We can never be omnipotent well. And so it it boggles my mind when Christians will take will have objections about imitating Christ or imitating God. Or even imitating people like Paul. Well, you're not Paul. People say these things and it solely comes from a root of utter unfaithfulness and hatred towards God's law. Because it's, it's these people who are calling themselves Christians who are coming up with an excuse of why not to follow scripture that clearly applies to them. And I'm not talking about the verses that don't clearly apply to them. I'm talking about the verses that do clearly apply to them. Like the verse, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Well, you're not Christ. You're not Paul. Unbelievable. I am so passionate about this because I've heard it so often coming from the mouths of people calling themselves Christians. This happened most recently to me in person a few months ago. And I was talking to somebody who has been a pastor Decades of his life, decades—he's been a pastor. He's been pastoring people for decades of his life, and currently he volunteers at a at a huge church in Kansas City. Uh, and he used that on me. We were having a discussion, um, a a rather tense discussion, because he he disagreed with me so aggressively about how uh, Christians ought to we ought to have a rough side we ought to be willing to stand up against sin we ought not to be welcoming to sin we ought to be welcoming to sinners because we are all sinners but we ought not to welcome sin into the church and we ought to follow what the bible says uh, clearly with how to deal with sin in the church which is to discipline those people have conversations with them uh kick them out if they continue to not repent and a lot of christians Modern evangelicals, they have a problem with this. They think, oh, that's unwelcoming. Well, who's your God? Your perception of what welcoming means or God? Who are you welcoming exactly? Because when you don't welcome, when you choose to welcome these um, these anti-biblical sinful ideas in your church, social justice, critical race theory, um, uh, a lot of the the kinds of, Modern things that the culture is 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 moving with a lot of these unbiblical and false ideologies whenever you start to welcome those, you are then being unwelcoming to the people who actually love God's word and want to follow God's word and take it seriously and the people who hate sin like Christians ought to you're welcoming exactly the opposite kind of people, but many modern evangelicals and spineless churches they will think that oh no we have to be welcoming towards towards the people who hate god's word <laughs> and so they will argue stupid things like well we can't we can't imitate the 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 parts of christ that we are uncomfortable with we just need to imitate the the comfortable parts of christ like his kindness and gentleness but the funny thing is i think you can't have kindness and gentleness without without roughness, without strength, without a willingness to stand up to sin. You cannot be loving if you're not willing to defend the thing that you love. That's not Christ-like. That's not imitating any part of Christ if you're intentionally avoiding imitating parts of Christ. It's unbiblical. And so I I hear, I was having this conversation with this guy who was a pastor, and he told me that. I, I was saying how Christians ought to stand up against sin and he's like well you're not because we ought to imitate Christ not just part of Christ but all of Christ well you're not Jesus is what he said to me and and I thought I can't believe that churches create people like this I can't believe that churches allow people like this to to be in in their staff it was astonishing to me to, I mean I I've, I've heard this all the time on Instagram but I I've, I've never yet heard it out of the mouth of somebody and it was it was crazy especially given the position that he has been in and th- and and it, if you're listening let this be a reminder to you that if somebody has been a pastor for you know 30 years it doesn't mean that they have good theology especially now where we see all of these unfaithful churches in our culture, clearly, obviously unfaithful churches. Many churches are requiring masks. Still many churches are um, requiring people to be vaccinated to enter their church, total unfaithfulness. They're turning people away for disagreeing with what their Lord government says instead of what their Lord God says. It's, it's astonishing, but it shouldn't be that shocking because this is clearly the way that our culture is going. And so when we see pastors who we think should be set apart and they, they should uphold a higher moral standard, we see that they are actually often the root of the problem because when we have bad pastors, we have poor teaching in our churches and those people who show up to church who should be being taught good theology, they're going out into the culture and they're creating all the problems. <laughs> And so the solution to all of these things, I think, needs to, if not start, it needs to at least involve necessarily good, strong pastors teaching good, strong theology. Pastors with a backbone. So here's here's when this phrase would be appropriate. Let's think about the... because. The dangerous thing about this phrase is that there's truth to it. You're not Jesus. Yes, you are not Jesus. Correct. I'm not Jesus. I do not have the incommunicable attributes of God. I'm not omniscient. I'm not omnipotent. The only time where it would actually be appropriate to use this phrase as an admonition against another Christian or someone claiming to be a Christian is if... If they think they are God and they are trying to perform miracles, or if they want to kill themselves and come back to life in three days, or if they want to jump off a ship in the middle of the ocean and walk on water, or if they are telling you to pray to them for your soul to be saved, then I think it would be appropriate to use the phrase on them, "Uh, you're not Jesus. Let's have a conversation here about why you think you're Jesus and why you're wrong, because Jesus is... Is It's not you. You are not Jesus <laughs> because you think you are. That would be a totally appropriate time to have that conversation uh, and admonish them with the phrase, you are not Jesus. But if somebody is faithfully trying to follow scripture, man, how, how bad is it to admonish someone, to, to accuse someone of wanting to be Christlike? How unfaithful is that from the mouth of a Christian, no less a follower of Christ who is admonishing another follower of Christ for wanting to be christ like how evil, how wicked is that i it It astonishes me when people actually say this It shows a deep, deep misunderstanding of the Christian life to me. Our culture, our, our Christian, our, the people who show up in churches, you know, this this guy who's a pastor, he got through decades of his life <clears throat> and he's volunteering at this huge church and he believes this. And the worst part is this is not an uncommon belief. We need to weed these beliefs out. We need to pull them up by their roots and burn them. Not the people, the beliefs. Because if we don't, then the people are going to burn. Literally. Spiritually. In hell, is what I was saying. <laughs> Just for the YouTube thought police out there. <clears throat> Think of anything more unfaithful than to admonish another Christian as a Christian for actually wanting to be Christ-like. Think about that. The The, the kinds of people who saying this, it's like, it's like they're saying, "Oh, you're one of those radicals who actually take the Bible seriously." The thing that this actually points out is that all of the people who, who would dare say this, they're the people who are actually not taking the Bible seriously. There's no such thing as taking the Bible too seriously. There's no such thing as imitating Christ too much. There is a such a thing as imitating Christ in an unbalanced way. Maybe you could be too rough, or maybe you could be too. Uh, gentle. The way I picture the the walk of imitating Christ is like a tightrope. I used to say it's like a pendulum, but pendulums have to swing back, and the the middle is not where you necessarily want a pendulum to be. You want a pendulum to be swinging. So I've stopped using the pendulum analogy, and I'm using a tightrope analogy because you don't want to lean over to the left or the right. You want to be in the middle. And some people they might lean way over to the left or to the right and be a little like too too spineless, too weak, and then other people might be too rough, too aggressive, assertive all the time that's bad, but we need to be in the middle, but the thing is what where our culture is is that they're not even on the tightrope they're off miles away in the gentleness area, and it's ironic because many people they're they're not even they don't even express gentleness i mean <laughs> They they express gentleness until you disagree with them. (laughs) And then you're a racist or a bigot or, you know, whatever other stupid word they come up with to call you. Uh, And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So watch out for this phrase and have conversations and tell people truth such that if they have this this wacky, messed up, bad theology, they will accuse you of being too Christ-like. They'll say, well, you're not Jesus. And then you could have this conversation with them and tell them uh, why, (laughs) why actually they're the ones not taking the Bible seriously. And you are. That's all I got for today. Catch you later. God bless.